to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Everybody, welcome to the KIRP radio show and uh special show this evening, man. I mean, you know, you, you gotta love it. We definitely on here trying to make some things happen, and I want to welcome everybody to the show. Beautiful show this evening, man. We got a lot of stuff planned as usual. You know, we try to uh 
pushed the envelope on a lot of issues, and we always trying to talk about. Uh, man, this is weird. I got new headphones in here, but it, it, we always try to talk about some uh, different stuff. You know what I mean? We, we talk about different stuff, and we definitely try to keep it one hundred. We always try to keep it real, and we try to bring it to you guys like nobody else bring it. But some people don't appreciate that, man. Some people get mad. That's a little bit of an insider right now. <laughs> Shout out to everybody out there who gets mad, man. Shout out to everybody out there who gets angry uh, with the KRP radio show, man, and, and all of our affiliates and all of our loved ones, man. Shout out to you because I understand. I, I listen. I, I, I get it. You know, I've I've been in, in a, I've been in a uh, a war of words with people before and uh you know i've been left speechless myself so i when you're dealing with someone that's extremely talented <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to overcome and it, it's hard to compete so sometimes you just gotta you gotta know your you gotta know your place man and, and when i say know your place i mean you just gotta know some some people you can't deal with like that man we got some wordsmith out here and speaking of words, Smith, shout out to my sister Sonny Johnson, who's on the show with me rocking tonight. Sonny, what's up? How you doing? I'm chilling. You got me on already? Yeah, I mean. Okay, I'm sorry you caught me off guard. I was listening to you. Yeah, I mean, we got to do the segment and all, but I thought I would say what's up to you for a moment. And, you know, we got Charlotte coming on, and we got a couple things to talk about off the top. But, you know, chime in when you like, just letting you know you're here to rock with us for the Definitely, no. I need to. I need to hear from Charlotte, cause, cause they keep on telling me we in some kind of recovery, and I went shopping the other day, and I, I don't see the recovery, P. <laughs> I, I know you don't like it when I talk about your president, but I don't see the recovery, dog. Leave my president alone. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's becoming an inside. Yo, that's becoming an inside thing. I had somebody come up to me and say, you know what? We're going to stop messing with your president. And they bust out laughing. That was good to me, man. So shout out to people out there who are listening to the show because it, it. I think most people understand that I have issues with the president, but he's still our president, and I'm praying for that, man. It, it, it's hard, but I'm praying for him. And, you know, like it's hard for some of you guys probably to pray for me because I know you don't like the things that I say. I know you don't like the facts that I bring and the things that we talk about, but it's too bad. Get your own mic. Anyway, so that's Sonny Johnson, man, who's rocking with us tonight, man. We got a host of things to talk about. Sonny was just on Hannity, and 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 I really wanted Sonny on this show. It's really important that Sonny is on this show because I didn't feel like we heard enough from her on the topics that they were talking about on Hannity. So we're kind of going to pick up from where they left off a little. We're going to talk about some other things, of course. You know, we start out on topics and we finish out on other things, man. It's wherever God takes us, and that's how we rock the show. Um, but we all we always have a topic, and, you know, we're going to go. We're going to talk about food stamps. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, dependency. Where does it come from uh, on government programs? Are government programs effective? And how do we overcome? How do we bounce back when we have to, when we feel like we have to, uh, get a helping hand up out of the situations that we're in because you know we understand man some people need to help up so that's that's just some of the things that we're going to talk about tonight and we're really going to dig deep i wish i had everybody else from the panel that sonny was on on the hannity show and i didn't even reach out to him so shame on me maybe we'll do a part two and bring them on because i, I always like to get people's full views of what they're talking about you can never you, you can hardly ever Get out what you're saying in, in, in a couple of sentences and, and, and in a few seconds. You know, you can you can barely make your point that way 
Um, to me, that's a soundbite type of thing. But, you know, it is what it is. I ain't, you know, shout out to Sean Hannity, man. And, you know, he does what he does, man. Great American. I really appreciate his contributions. Uh, we don't always agree. And, and you know, that's just life. You won't always agree with people. And, and, you know, that's just the way it is, man. So shout out to everybody out there in Wide Awake Wilson, man. I know uh, I kind of wrote an open letter to uh, all my Wilson people out there. Wilson NC, that's my home. And um, the reason I, I just asked folks to lend me their ear for a second, and, and the reason I asked that is because, I mean, I, I come from a place that's really population was somewhere between 75 and 80,000 people in the city of. In the county, I, I'd say less than 150,000 people, 100,000 people, whatever. And uh, But in the city, what I'm talking about, less than 100,000 people in the city. And uh, it, it seems like all the violence and all the deaths and, and all the activity stems around a few different nightclubs, a couple bars, a couple streets, a few neighborhoods. And to me that's just absolutely crazy. Like I'm 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 nobody's sheriff. You know, I, I don't I don't proclaim to be a sheriff. I'm not that. I'm not law enforcement. I'm I'm, I'm none of that. I'm I'm nobody's police chief. I'm nobody's commissioner. And, uh, and you know I don't I don't know what they have to go through, okay. But what I do realize is that there's a lot of things that keeps happening. It's like a record on repeat, same streets, same places. And to me, that's a problem that can be solved. We're not talking about the United States of America solving all the crime in the United States of America. We're talking about Wilson, North Carolina, a very small city, a very small wealthy city at that. And it's just amazing that the same nightclubs or the same bars that all this stuff happened in, you know, these guys don't even speak up. You know, all these kids are getting murdered, whether directly in correlation to being in that club, something that happened later, or or just outside of the doors. Or shortly after leaving there, minutes, hours, whatever, after leaving this club, these clubs, these establishments, and all these people are dying, all these kids are dying, all these young adults are dying, and they don't even offer an ounce of condolence to the family publicly. I don't know what they do behind closed doors. I don't know if they write freaking letters. I'm just saying publicly, because we're talking about publicly. They're always putting flyers out. You know what I'm saying? They're always hitting the streets. They're always getting people to come in the club. They always got they got the board outside of these clubs where they put who's going to be the artist that's going to be there or whose birthday party it is or, or they're celebrating a damn sign or something like that. But they can't put a statement out in a newspaper that says, you know what, we need to fix a problem that we have. We need to upscale our establishment a little bit more. Maybe we need more security. Maybe we need a dress code. Maybe we need this. Maybe we need that. That's stuff that you don't freaking hear in these places. And and it kills me because as just like this weekend, a lot of people in Wilson are going to lay to rest this kid that was just killed. I don't know what happened. I don't care to know what happened. I didn't want all the details. At the end of the day, all I know is another damn life is another life is lost. 
after leaving this club, minutes, hours, or what may have you, after leaving this club, someone else is dead. The club didn't make a statement. The police didn't make a statement. The sheriff didn't make a statement. The newspaper made a statement, but all the fuck they could talk about was this boy's record. And it's, it kills me. It's ridiculous. It's uncalled for. It's irresponsible. And every other name you can give it. It's absolutely crazy to me what happens over and over and over and over in Wilson neighborhoods and Wilson streets and at their establishments, those clubs and those bars. Crazy to me. If the people really care, because I'm a capitalist, I'm not, I'm not telling this man, and this is to you because I know some of you guys are listening. I know some of your relatives are listening. I know your families are listening or, or, or whatever, and the word's going to get back to you. But here's the word I got for you. I'm not trying to shut you down. I don't, even, I don't want you to shut down. I just want you to take more personal responsibility. We could talk about people all day. There's a certain amount of personal responsibility that people have to take, but there's also an amount that you have to take when people are in your establishment before and after they leave. I'm not crazy. I'm a capitalist. I think you guys should get paper. I'm all about y'all getting paper. And trust you and me, from me to you personally, man to man, if I wanted to shut your ass down, I would definitely get on the phone and make something happen. I'll take damn vacation to make sure to cause your life a living hell. Think I can't do it. Try to play me. I'm not joking at all. Not playing at all. All I'm saying is that you need to offer a little bit more care to the community that you get money in. Because these folks have laid the rest of these kids, have laid the rest, laid the rest of these young adults, and guess what? They're going to be partying at your damn club, your bar, your establishment next weekend, saluting and, and, and RIP into the people that just passed on after leaving your damn club, bar or restaurant or what may have you. Side note. If you can get on the phone and call the police chief and say that somebody like Pudgy, like me, because, yes, I had my 30th birthday party there. If you can get on the phone on the club, on the the club phone and call the police there and tell them something's going to go on because you're scared you're going to lose money because you knew people were coming to my party. If you can get on the phone about that, I think you can get on the phone about something a little bit more serious. We can't get personal, but I'm not trying to get personal. All I'm saying is that more needs to happen in these communities. You guys need to take more responsibility. You guys need to have more care. And it's stupid to me that oh, that the police or the sheriff or the mayor or whoever, city manager, you name them, whoever's responsible, city councilman, all of y'all, it's a damn shame that the same violence keeps happening in the same freaking communities and you guys aren't offering no more protection than what you're doing. By the way, you're doing a kick-ass job, but guess what? It ain't enough. Got to go to commercial. I'll be right back with Charlotte and the StretchingYourBudget.com report. Remember this number, 9.8. That's not the time on the shot clock. For the seconds left in the game. It's not the number of times I will light you up. Nah, 9.8 isn't any of that. It's ounces. And that makes this the life ever. You don't call yourself a superstar. That's for other people to say. 
and you don't come out the south side without a few people having your back. Chicago is my home, my love. It's our time. This is a story about my family, my team, my roots. This is a story of D. Rose. And this is only the beginning. Try to get you guys on the air as soon as possible. On the air with Sonny Johnson, extraordinaire. What's up, sis? Hey, was you mad, though? Hell yeah, mad. I'm still pissed off too, man. This shit is crazy. Wow, also got- you went. See, that that was an appropriate moment for me to shut up. Feel some kind of way, man. People are dying. You know what? We'll we'll get back to that. Also, welcome to the show, Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com. Charlotte, how are you? Doing good. How are you? Good, cooling. Um, Charlotte, so what you got for us this week, man? I know you got some stuff for us. For you guys who don't know, man, Charlotte runs a blog, website. She's always couponing and showing people how to live more frugal, showing people love, making sure that you guys can keep more money in your pocket. And I know I appreciate Charlotte for that because right now my wife is out shopping with coupons right now, right now as we speak. And I got Good a million, for her. million more in the house still, but, you know, <laughs> It's a, it's a it's a I understand it now. It's you know I was having trouble with dealing with all this paper for a while, but you know what? It's like money to us now. If I see a coupon land on the floor, I pick it up and put it in my pocket. So, <laughs> it's crazy, but um. So what do you got for the people this week, man? You know we got Sunny on the air with us too, and she's always looking forward to your segment. And a lot of new listeners out there, I'm, I'm sure people are looking forward to hearing what you offer and uh, let them know about your website and what you do if you if you got a moment. Okay. Um, well, hey, Sunny, first of all. Hi, Charlotte. I haven't talked to you in a while. Are you doing good? Oh, I'm blessed, honey, blessed. Good. That's always good to hear. Go ahead and inform right. us. You know, I, I'm, I, I sit anxiously waiting for your segment, so go ahead. Save me some money, Charlotte. <laughs> all right. Well, um, since the, the D-Day of April 15th fast approaching, I thought that I would give a few more tips. Or I, I wouldn't say tips, but some expenses that you might be looking over that you can write off. We kind of talked about this before Easter, yeah. so I gave a few tips, and so I will give a few more tonight to help you get the most out of your taxes. Cool. <laughs> um, well, the first thing that I had is probably a big one. If there's anybody that has moved this past year, um, you can you can actually write off a portion of your moving expenses. 
Um, so it basically you have to, to be eligible for the moving expense tax. You have to, um, you know, your ho your house that you your new home that you buy has to be 55, 50 miles farther away from the home that you were previously at, um, or the previous job that you know if your job is now 50 miles further away from where you work. So 50 miles is the rule. And um, you actually have to be, the taxpayer who's writing off that tax actually has to be employed full-time um, for a minimum of 39 weeks within the first 12 months of arrival at your new home. And um, so those are just a few things that you need to know about that moving expense. So first of all, you have to be moving 50 miles further away from your previous home. And um, you have to be employed for full-time for the minimum of 39 weeks within the first 12 months that you move. So most of the time that falls within the category. You know, most people are not moved within 50 miles, but you're at least working um, for a minimum of 39 weeks within the first 12 months um, by the time you move because you have to be working to use your fire new home <laughs> most of the time. Um, Another um, thing that you can deduct with the moving is the cost of transporting your personal property to the new location. Um, so, uh, you know, you want to make sure you keep detailed records of any expenses that you use or incur uh, during transporting your personal property to the new location, plus any expenses you incur to travel. So is typically going to be more for people that are moving out of state or out of town, you know, have a long term, you have to stay overnight, your mileage, that kind of thing. You can deduct those expenses as long as you make sure you keep a detailed um, list of those things. Because when you do your taxes, especially if you do them on your own, they're going to ask you, depending on how you deduct your mileage, but it'll ask, um, you know, what your starting miles were, and then what your ending miles were, and you, they'll want to see a detailed log book if you ever get audited. Um, so anytime you stop and start, you want to make sure you just kind of keep a log book during those moving expenses. That also goes if you're a small business owner or even if you work for a company where you have to travel, um, they're going to want to see a detailed log book as well um, if you ever get audited. So you want to make sure that you, um, you know, keep a, a guide of kind of every little thing you do. So those are just a few things to um, keep in mind. Uh, another thing which I'm sure with the economy the way that it is and has been, um, loan defaults. If, uh, for instance, you make a personal loan and the debtor defaults, then you're entitled to a tax deduction equal to the unpaid amount. So Basically, um, as long as the amount that you have not paid is not more than the um, amount of the loan, then you can tax deduct that um, portion that they write off, basically. So um, it gets kind of confusing. Um, and if you've got a lot of tricky things with your taxes from that year, it's probably good to go to a professional um, so that you're not getting any confusing um, numbers. But I've been doing our own taxes, and, you know, if you use the software like um, TurboTax or H&R Block, um, they have, like, a meter at the end. Um, 
that you can, it'll tell you whether you're at risk for audit, which is really cool. So if you put something in and um, you're, you know, you're, at, it makes you at high risk. Like I was doing ours for our, um, for the stretching your budget blog, and um, I had entered some numbers under the Schedule C portion, and it showed me at the end that that put me at a high risk. So, I, you know, that flagged me to go back and edit something that, you know, I either put in wrong or, um, you know, shouldn't have done or whatever. So they kind of give you a step-by-step -step guide. So it's kind of foolproof as to what you need to do and not do. Um, another cool kind of tip, and this goes along with the economy also, is job search. So, um, and we've done this also before, but basically when you're looking for a job while you're on unemployment, um, you can be eligible for a tax deduction when you're, um, you know, searching for a new job. So you can write off expenses that you might incur, whether it be um, fees for putting together a resume or postage to mail out your resumes any kind of travel to interviews, if you have to um, pay any kind of fees for any kind of job. Um, when my husband was looking for law enforcement, he had to go and get all of his um, transcripts, and they had to be certified. So he had to drive to different counties all over the state so we could write off, you know, any kind of travel for that, and we could also write off his fees for the um, certified copies of his school records. So all of those things, as long as you keep a receipt, you can actually write those off during the time you're looking for a job. And I'm sure a lot of people have been looking for a job in the last few years. So that one's really important um, and, and one Charlotte, that you can easily do. Yeah. Charlotte, why everybody's still looking for a job? I thought we was in recovery. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> you know, I like to I like to in the arm every once in a while. A little humor, yeah. huh? <laughs> I wish, you know, I could say that we are. I think things are turning around, but there's still thousands of people without jobs. So <laughs> I can attest to that. I get a lot of people talking to me about it. So <laughs> I didn't mean to throw you off, babe. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> um, that's why I brought it up because I know there's got to be people out there looking for jobs. <laughs> Um, another one, if you do have a job, you can write off uniform costs. So if your job requires you to wear a uniform, um, this would be a good example for nurses. <laughs> that would be a good example for nurses or if you're in the military and they require you to wear something that they do not provide or pay you back for. So it's something that you have to come up with out of your pocket. Um, you wow. can write the cost of that off. So, um, you know, back uh, many times ago, I was a CNA, and so I could write off um, my nurse scrubs that I had to wear for work because it's required uniform, but my job did not reimburse me for them or pay for them, but they required me to wear them. So I could deduct the price of my uniforms throughout the year. So that would include if you had to wear a certain type of shoes or scrubs or, um, you know, anything. If you have to buy a stethoscope, any kind of protective gear if you work on construction, uh, you have to wear safety goggles, gloves, hard hat, all that kind of stuff. Anything that you do not get reimbursed for and you're required to wear it for your job, 
then you can write off those um, your uniform. So make sure you keep your receipts for that. Um, definitely. Always keep your receipts for everything. So at least seven years. So those are just a few quick little things, some that you may have already known and some you didn't know, but any kind of deduction helps because it's just going to bump up the number you get back. I need all the help that I can get. I mean, all the help that I can get, I'm looking for. So I'm trying to write off anything that's illegal, anything that I can get away with, anything that will bring me back moolah, baby. I need it. Exactly. <laughs> and I will say, um, because I do our own taxes every year, and I'm still working on our taxes right now, um, but you, it's something that most people can do, but... There's a lot of times people just skim through these things and don't take their time to really look through it. So I, I kind of do them and do them over and do them a different way to see, you know, what is going to get me my biggest return. And another thing I'll point out is it's better to have the least amount of taxes taken out throughout the year. Number one, because we don't want to give the government any kind of Listen uh, to this one. taxes. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, wait They're a minute. Wait a minute. We money. don't want to pay our fair share. No, hell yes. no. They're going to have to get they, Listen, they're going to have to make me. Listen, I, I can't go there because I'm already in I, Well, if you if you have them pull more of your money out to hold because you think, oh, I'm going to get a big refund, that's yeah. your money you're getting back. It's not like hey. they're giving you additional money. And they're, and they're collecting interest off the money they're holding exactly. for you the whole time. Ain't going to charge exactly. you interest for when you owe them. Man, she, mm -hmm. there you go again. Charlotte, we were talking about taxes tonight. You're right on the money, girl. Come on. Bring it. <laughs> well, look, let me, let me ask you this, Charlotte, real quick. Since we since uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head, we were going to talk about state taxes a little. And uh, uh -huh. it, it seems like the GOP getting crucified about them wanting to uh, get rid of state tax, basically. They want to increase the tax at the store for regular folks. Let me put it in layman's terms. They want to increase the tax at the store on every item you pay for, basically double. So it looks like we're going to be paying about 14%. At least that's what's proposed. Mm -hmm. And want to get away from an income tax. That's returns, that's reports, all of that. What do you think about that? I say no. I mean, the thing is with the state tax, if they double it, that's just going to go to, it's, they say, oh, it's going to go to things like fixing our roads and helping our schools. I mean, I kind of thought that when we got the, um, whatchamacallit, lottery here, that, you know, our schools were going to be in a good situation because we now have lottery money. No, mm -hmm. we haven't seen a penny of that. So, you know, the only thing that that money is going to go to is, you know, our senators, our people that are in office, you know, they get all this extra money, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't really know where it all goes because I don't see my roads getting any better. I don't see <laughs> anything changing. I don't, you know. So, no, I but see, the, the road pavers have, have awesome benefits. And, and oh, that's, yeah. the, that's the point of where the money is going. Most of the cities that are in financial trouble right now are being soaked by union contracts. And mm -hmm. I and not, I don't know the specifics of this one, but I bet you if you look in the state overall of what it is, because y'all have been controlled by Democrats for like the last couple of years in North Carolina, right? Mm -hmm. 
Y'all just got Republicans. Check check how much the state employees are being paid. (laughs) Check what kind of benefits they got. And then I bet you see where a large chunk of the tax money that is collected in North Carolina is being distributed to. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, there's no telling where our funds go. Um, And we probably don't even want to know because it would probably start a riot. (laughs) But... (laughs) You know, I just think that it's just going to make our specific state go even further in the hole because you're going to have more and more people not able to spend the money that actually we have been having to recover, quote, unquote. And, you know, we're going to have people, more people losing jobs and more people not having money to spend on local goods, which in return, you know, sends more stuff overseas because they can do it cheaper. I mean, I just it's a vicious cycle, in my opinion. It is a vicious cycle. I mean, it's just people trying to pull money, pull money, robbing Peter to pay Paul, is what I always say. (laughs) And so my grandma used to say, rob Peter to pay Paul, baby. Charlotte, I really appreciate what you did because the tax deadline is coming up when? On this 15th, 16th? When is it? Do you know? Uh, It's the 15th, I believe. So tax deadline is on the way. That for means sure. I gotta file my taxes. And this year, and this year, the um, how long you work to pay off your portion of taxes has actually moved three days. So that'll be April 18th, which basically ah. means you worked from January 1st till April 18th to pay the government. Mm-hmm. I'm well. sorry, I just felt like throwing that in there. <laughs> Yeah, any way I can not pay the government, I'm all for. <laughs> well, we all got to pay. We got to pay to play. We got to pay to live. Like You can pay off all of your bills that you own. We, I was talking about this today with someone, but you can be a 70, 80-year-old man or woman or couple or whatever you are and pay off everything that you practically own ever and still owe the government just for occupying what they call their space. Now, I just think mm-hmm. that's totally crazy, but I mean, you know. That's just me. Any shout out? Oh yeah. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> I have the same shout outs. I'm boring. <laughs> it's cool though. I mean, you know what? You keep shouting those people out, and eventually you'll run across somebody else you'll want to shout out. Shout out right? to my son for being quiet while I talk. <laughs> ah, shout out to He's your trying son. Trying really hard. <laughs> Hey, I like that. Shout out to your son, man, for holding it down, for being, trying very hard to be quiet. He was quiet, man. He was good. Oh, a lollipop or something. He had one well, little outburst. Okay. <laughs> I might go to jail for saying lollipop. Let me get him a, a carrot or something. Let me say that. <laughs> get yeah, exactly. They might, they might protest me for saying I'm going to give your son a lollipop. That's ridiculous. Charlotte, thank Thanks you. Thank you so much now. <laughs> Kiss the baby. Thank you. Nice talking with you again. Bye. Nice talking to you, too. 619-638-8559. That was Charlotte with the Stretching Your Budget Report. She always holds it down, man. You guys know. I'm still a little bit moody. I'm trying to get there, (laughs) Sonny, man. I don't know. I got to fight it off. You rocking with the KRP radio show with Pudgy at NC Pudgy and Sonny Johnson. World fat. I got to start calling her right. My little sister, world famous Sonny Johnson, at Sonny with an O-S-O-N-N-I-E Johnson. You know how to spell it on Twitter. Look her up. Look at her timeline. It's going kind of crazy right now. I don't know. Looks like somebody upset. I don't know. Anyway, shout out to everybody.
everybody out there who's listening to the KRP Radio Show. You can catch us on blogtalk.com backslash KRP Radio Show. You can also catch us on Twitter at KRP Radio Show and on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. We are rocking. Got to go to a couple commercials, then I'll come back, and me and Sonny going to get down to the nitty-gritty. You know what the nitty-gritty is? You got to have some old folks around to know what the nitty-gritty is. We'll be right back. The number one online music tournament encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to soundchew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then... Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. The number one online music tournament. It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jill Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, celebrity chef Nikki Shaw, teen and family producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the KIRP Radio Show. Still a little fired up, man. I got to give some shout-outs, man. I got to give a shout-out to Q. 
Shout out to you, man. I hear you dancing on the music that we playing on the show, man. Love you. These are all my youngins. Shout out to Micaiah. Shout out to Jay Boogie. That's my baby. And a shout out to TJ. And a special shout out to my nine-year-old. Okay, I'm just kidding, Kristen. My eight-year-old, Kristen, who just had a birthday this past week, man. My kids are B-I-G in my book. And I got to give a shout out to my wifey. You guys know what it is, man. She holds us down, the glue to everything. And one more special shout out to my brother, my cousin, my brother, Trey Dog, Travis, always holding it down in the booth, man, working the boys for us this week. I really appreciate what you do, family. Definitely holding me down. We are back, folks, with Sonny Johnson, man. That's my big sis, my little sis, my little big sis, my little sis with the big voice, my little sis who's always holding it down, and she's B.I.G. How about that? That sound right? I, I take that. All right, that's what it is. So shout out to her and shout out to my man Kevin Daniels. That's my other brother from another mother, but my brother nonetheless. He's definitely B.I.G. with a big voice. And uh, me, him, and Sonny, we make the rat pack. You know, we we three of a kind. We like the three musketeers. We unstoppable. We piss off conservatives. We piss off Republicans. We piss off Democrats. We piss off uh, independents. Uh, we piss off politicians. We piss off uh, Occupy Wall Street. We just piss off everybody because mainly we're telling the truth from our perspective, and that's what the Constitution stands about. That's what the Constitution holds true for, and that's what God allow us to do. And it's just too bad when folks don't like that. I can get over it, and I hope you can too. Uh, that's my peachy voice. Sonny, what's up? <laughs> Did you just say your peachy voice? Yeah, that's my peachy voice, man. You know how you got to be peachy sometimes. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm. Listen, I'm a happy guy. I love to be happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I love to be happy because you know it's it's cool to be happy, man. I'm happy, but some people think I'm angry because I'm always talking about things that are wrong. And the reason I'm always talking about things that are wrong because if you ignore them, you can't improve them, Sonny. You can't. Them. You can't feel better about them. You can't clear the air. And some people would rather go through life ignoring the fact that there are issues that are changing their lives right before them and, and that are haunting them and that will probably one day kill them. And, and people just like to ignore them and they don't want to talk about it. And they just think life is all cool and it's grand. I just think we can have fun and we can talk about those issues and don't worry about it if you get upset at, at, at each other about them. That, they're that serious. You know, they are that serious. And if you get upset about it, that means you're passionate. That means you care. So talk it out, get through it, and let's get a solution. And after we talk, let's do something after the fact. Like I'm sick of people coming together, and, and people have rallies, and people have meetings, and, and people have church functions. But after they're over, you don't hear about anything anymore. People aren't working anymore. They sit back, and they just go, well, you know, we went to that rally, and that was all good. You know, I'm the guy that says anytime I'm sick of black folks marching. Let me let me throw it out there. Let me throw it out there. I, I know I know people are hot about this, Sonny, but I gotta throw it out there. I'm sick of black folks marching and not doing anything else after the fact. Like we'll come together to march, which is a beautiful thing. But this is not 1965. This is 2013. If you're gonna march on 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 what are political or social issues, if you're going to march on them, there needs to be two or three damn people out there with a cell phone passing that cell phone around saying, you know what, if we're going to march on these issues, let's at least make them count. You know, if we really care about these issues, let's at least call our legislators, call them up and say, you know what, we feel this way. My name is such and such and such. 
I live on such and such in this city, and here's how I feel. They have to log these things, folks. I'm not talking crazy. This is the only way they're going to hear your voice. And if you wonder why politicians don't legislate your way, it's because they can't hear you. They don't even know you exist. They think you don't care. And I'm sick of other folks on the other side. All these Republicans, well, these people don't care. They, uh, people in the community, they don't care. They do damn care. They talk about it every damn day. Not a, not a, not a day goes by. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you something. People in the poor community talk about the same things that people in the wealthy community talk about every single day of their life. Water cooler talk is block talk. Store talk is racquetball talk. Workout talk and any other kind of talk you want to talk about, people are talking about it on their damn porches, at work, at the store, in the kitchens, and all over. People are talking about the same issues. The difference is your folks that do know don't bother to try to inspire and educate the folks that don't know how to get their voice heard. And this is why we have so many daggone problems. And then you get the smart asses, the NAACPs, and all these lazy-ass pastors that preach and holler and amen all day long and swear to God they're educating their congregation, and you ain't doing nothing but collecting dollars since you care. Start educating your people, and how about educate yourself? Because this is not the day when you can tell your congregation, baby, that ain't for you to know. Because these kids are going online, and they're researching your sermon. They're researching these scriptures, and we're going to get on the Lord a little bit right now. They're researching your scriptures, and they're researching your sermons, and they want to know why you can't tell them the answer is. And you know why you can't tell them? Because half of y'all still preaching for 1972 when your congregation is in 2013. They want to know something a little bit different. People don't want to hear that the white man coming to get them. People don't want to hear about the damn boogeyman all the time. People don't want to hear about they need to be poor. People don't need to want to hear about they got to reap their seeds and got to sow their seeds and all this nonsense. People want to be inspired. People want to drive the same kind of car you got. Some people want to have the same kind of house you got. Some people want to have money. People don't always want to be poor. People want to know why God wasn't always in a temple. And they want to know why you're always in a temple. People want to know why you're not out there on the street preaching. Why you're not out on the street witnessing. Why you're not bringing people in your churches. People want to know. And you still preaching in your shiny damn suit, in your nice Cadillac, sitting in your nice house on your pretty pulpit, while all y'all out there saying, I love Obama with his heathen ass. <laughs> and y'all killing me by it. I'm sick of all these people making all these excuses. Let me tell y'all something. God's word is God's word. Plain and simple. You can't cater it to your word. You can't make it what it's not. I don't care how much you preach. I don't care how much you pull people in and tell them who they need to vote for based on this. But when I hear a preacher say that same-sex marriage is right and that Jesus didn't have the right mentality to say what same-sex marriage was and that it doesn't portray for today, I think you're a lunatic. And you are not a man of God, whoever you are. Let me repeat myself. I know a lot of gay people out there. I love a lot of gay homosexual people out there. It is what it is. I don't hate you. But one thing I know, your lifestyle is not right. Your lifestyle is no different from me going out there doing my thing too. Your lifestyle ain't right, and I ain't got to love it. And if you hate me for it, that's just too bad. Because this is what your preacher should be telling you. This is what the Bible says. 
and I don't care if you don't like it. Say. I hope I wasn't supposed to say that because I don't even got nothing to say. I preach, P. I'm sick That's of That's like all I can say, dude. Like the first time ever I've been on your show, breathless. Go. I'm sick of the nonsense, Sonny. <laughs> All I can say is I'm sick of the nonsense. This is absolutely insane. People will, people, look at social media. People will dislike you and cut you off for cursing. But they'll <laughs> stand up and hand, hold hands and sing Kumbaya with two men that want to redefine marriage. Are you crazy? People, have y'all lost y'all God-forsaken mind? People will ridicule the Tea Party who are none other than constitutionalists and can't none of y'all, not one of y'all, tell me you went to a Tea Party that was rowdy or had any kind of trouble ever. Uh-huh. You just stand up and say the Black Panthers are cool when they got a $10,000 hit out for somebody? Publicly on the news, right on the camera? People have lost their godforsaken mind. <laughs> and I'm sick of it, Sonny. It's crazy to me. I don't know what kind of logic people are using today. And you ask the question why your kids are so bad? <laughs> Y'all got a nerve to ask the question why your kids are so bad? Are you serious? And you're not even raising your kids? Half of you guys that are out there talking, and by the way, shout out to my nonprofit, the Loving Father Society, and our first initiative is I Love Being a Black Father, because every time I turn around and you hear the word black father, somebody talk about somebody's baby daddy, or some deadbeat, or what somebody hasn't done, or what this man doesn't have, and you ain't walked a mile in that man's shoes, you don't know what the hell that man's going through. Trust me, I get enough phone calls, emails, and letters. To know that there's some caring fathers out there, but some of you no good sluts have trapped that man off, and that man can't even see his child. And by the way, your mama's taking care of that baby most of the time. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, am I'm gonna jump in as host and let you go all in. So let me let me, let me give you something else to rant on. Uh, Melissa Harris Perry, she's a correspondent for MSNBC. Three. And she says that our children are not ours. They are owned by our community. So to quote her directly, we have to break through our private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families. They don't. They belong to government. I got nothing to say. I can't even respond to that. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't even. How can you respond to somebody that's stupid? That 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 comment. Well, I, listen, I don't I don't know the woman's level of intelligence. I'm I'm not gonna criticize her. I'm not gonna call her names. I, I I take that back. Forgive me for that. I don't mean to call you names, but that statement was stupid. It's it's nothing else I can say. The statement is plain stupid. You what you think we're in communist China? That's plain stupid. I I got nothing else for you, woman. That that comment was just stupid. Okay, you realize it. You come, you know it was stupid. Come on. We know it was stupid. You know it was stupid. You're sitting somewhere right now wishing you could take that back. And I understand. I've been there. Like, you know, oh, sometimes no. you she fly out. She started for a promo. It wasn't a, 
it wasn't a a a voice clip. It was a promo that she had to see before she approved it. I mean, all uh, before they put it. it was something she rehearsed. It wasn't something spur of the moment in the heat of a conversation. It was rehearsed. She knew exactly what she was saying. Look, I, I don't know what. Listen, I, I'm I'm speechless. I, I didn't know people that that would that would make comments that crazy existed. Like I I, I don't even know what what's next, Sonny. Let's ignore her because I, I, I know no, one, you got no you got gonna, look, man. You got me. You got me feeling some kind of way right now. I can't even. I can't even tell you. It's usually me running my mouth, but to sit back and be silent and and just enjoy myself. Oh, thank you, big bro. You know what, I needed Sonny, that shot me... in the arm. Because I got something to say about this woman. Please. So I ain't means. ready to let the subject pass so quickly. By, by because... all means, because I can't come up with it. Please, go ahead. No, 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 no. She, she, instead of talking about the way she was saying it was, that she was saying it like, if we only take more control of the kids, then, then it'll be all good. And I'm like, you got you get control. You pushing down to get control of the kids from head start. Okay, so you got the kids from kindergarten all the way up till they graduate high school. What percentage of them graduate high school while you got them? <laughs> and then after you got them, and the ones who don't graduate high school, what does your system do with them then? Put them in jail. Yes, they do. So how are we how are we going to improve upon your system and make your system better? Uh, uh, how how exactly do we go from the point where you've already told the black community that we'll raise your kids for you, which is why you are talking about all of the stuff you were talking about earlier about why no one has personal responsibility for anything because they were brought up in school systems that taught them that they resp- that the, it was the government's responsibility and not their responsibility. And then they got this warped sense of what freedom is. You know, so freedom is, isn't the ability to pick your career, um, to pick your route in life, to choose where you want to um, raise your family, to choose how you want to raise your family, how many kids you want to have, what kind of education. That's not freedom. They have redefined freedom as not needing to pay for the stuff that you need. So you need food, so you shouldn't have to pay for that. You need shelter, so you shouldn't have to pay for that. So (laughs) it turns off the whole total responsibility. And then you have parents who bring their children to these people and show their children that this is how you eat by going to social services. This is how you get a place to live, by going to social services. And to jump on again what you said about these pastors who stand up there and say, Oh, it is so beneficial and it is so great that they are taking care. Your job is to take care of the community. It is not the government's job to take care of the community. The reason that it is in the titles it's in right now is because the church advocated its duty. It took on a 50 whatever tax-free status to make sure that they could keep their money and they couldn't speak the truth. So now they sit in silence and shame while everything around them crumbles. But out of saying all of that, it is still, when will we 
as a people learn to love our children more than we love the things that we have been taught to know? Can we look at it and say, this is not what I want. I mean, this is not what I want for my child. You can back off whatever you want for yourself, whatever you think is good for you, and start actually saying what would be the best thing for my child. And to go off of and operate on that. But the reason you don't have parents that do that are because of people like Melissa Perry or Harry, whatever her name is, who sit up there and tell parents that it is not their responsibility. So now everyone who argues, and says, these people need to take more personal responsibility. Parents need to take more respons- more personal responsibility. The reason that they aren't is because they are being led by people who tell them they don't need to take more responsibility. That they need to sit down, shut up, and let us raise your kids for you. And what do you, what is the result of that? The result of that is dead kids coming out of nightclubs That's because right. no one gives a damn about anybody else. That's right. That's exactly right. It's Julia. It, 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 remember Julia? Remember Obama's Julia? And, and I'm so past, by the way, I'm so past Obama. I, I'm, I'm so past that. I, I, I'm more so on his agenda and his cronies than him. I'm so past that. So for all you folks out there that said, oh, that is talking about Obama. I'm so past Obama, by the way, for you guys. Y'all need to listen to some new shows. But anyway, Sonny, it's Julia all over. Like, and, and shout out to uh, um, um, Zan. I won't, I won't say a full name, but shout out to Zan for pointing it out. It, her comment, what Zan said, her comment was helpful because she showed you where the left is at, and, and, and that's the truth, Sonny. This is they're showing us once again, once again now, what they really want to do, what what their plans really are, and how they think society should be. You know, with their paintbrush, and they're pushing for it, Sonny. Yes, and 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 this is this is my my shot in the bow or my shot across the arm is the fact that you don't have look. All right, right. Ben Carson gets attacked for being a conservative. Of course. Everybody runs to Ben Carson's defense. Yeah. Stories like this don't get any headlines from in you know from. From people who have the power to make them headlines, sure. and and I even will, I even will fault myself on that. But the reason I don't do it is because I don't want to be the race baiter or, or or the person that uses that tragedy to try to make a name for. I don't want to make a name for myself off of other people's pain. Well, you just want to bring light. Tragedy. Yeah, you want to bring light like the situation. See, like right now, you hear no one talking about. Of Trayvon Martin's parents. Not at all. All that attention they got is now gone. And I still pray for them because it will come a Uh moment in time where where they will have to mourn their son. And all of this publicity and all of this stuff, I don't care where you stand on the case or how you stand, whatever, none of that matters. A parent lost their child and they got swamped by all this attention. And they are going to have to deal with the fact and grieve one day that their son is is dead. And what people don't realize is it breaks a person. It breaks. I mean, Pete, take yourself yes, back when your first friends start falling to those first funerals you had to go to, and Ooh. the person in the casket wasn't ninety years old, but they they was your age. And you had to go and see your friends buried. 
That that hurts. That yes, it does hurt. Things. And when you get a population that is so numb to that, who has experienced so much death, so much tragedy, so, and then they react and they act out in violence and they act out in hate because they are scarred. And I'm not excusing it. I'm saying that if we can't talk out about it and to let these let these young cats know, your scars don't run no deeper than our scars. We had them too, but we learned to forgive and move on. We didn't have to go and take another life to somehow ease our pain. And that's what we need to start honestly talking to them. It ain't it's not acceptable. And like you had this story about these teenagers down in Georgia who who thought it was fun to rob a lady while she was walking her baby. Oh, my God, yeah. They asked her for money, and she said, I don't have none, so for fun they shot her in the leg. And then that wasn't enough because then they had to take the gun and shoot the baby in the head, hmm. killing the baby, and then go home, and their family helps them throw away the gun. And then when they're caught, you have a politician trying to step in the middle of them and the police officers who are trying to question them about shooting an infant baby in the head. Mm. And this is the community that they want us to turn our children over to. Mm. Sonny, after a while... You know, and and I'm speaking I'm speaking directly to like where where I'm from and in all other areas at the same time, and and I wrote an article on this before uh, about snitching, right? And um, you know, after a while, people are gonna get. I hope that people will get sick of all this death, and really do something, and not just talk about doing something. And and you know, I'm not talking about politically. I mean, I mean seriously, really do something and. What you guys are talking about on Hannity? Um, Do something with, as long as they belong, as long as they believe in the boogeyman. <laughs> they won't. They will not. As, as it's the same reason that the Muslims um, teach the people in their countries to hate America. It's not about hating America. It's about turning your sights off of their government and off of what they're doing. And and that's what it is. You have these Democrats who. Stand there with their smirks in there. I mean, how many of them have to go to jail before you realize? And and you say, well, Republicans go to jail too. Republicans go to jail because they can't keep their stuff in their pants. Democrats go to jail for robbing you blind. Okay, there is a very big difference between a man that makes a vow to his wife and a man who still robs you blind. And, and 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 I'm trying to tell you, until the day comes when we value our kids up, above our indoctrination, that we will stop it. And I don't know when that. How many? How many have to die? How many? How many nights do mamas have to cry? How many sons don't get to make it to 18? How many daughters don't get to graduate high school even though they got a straight A average? How many? How many little knucklehead boys who never had a dad, who mom never gave a damn, and 
who could probably do calculus without even um, uh, having a piece of paper to write on are in our streets right now dying because nobody gives a damn. And when people like you and I try to give a damn, we're called the Uncle Toms. We're called Parch Monkeys and all the other freaking names in the book. Well, I will say it like this. I'll be your porch, I'll be your porch monkey. I'll be Ooh. your Oreo. I'll be your Uncle Tom. <laughs> but one thing I will not be is the excuse for your misery. Because until you wake up and decide that you are the king of your household, your wife is the queen of your household. Your children are subject under your dominion, and no one else should get in the middle of that. Then we're gonna have lo- we're gonna have a lost generation. Ooh. We we need to go to a break. I need to cool off. Sounds like you need to cool off. And uh, I, I'm I'm at a loss for words for once. I mean, I, I I'm I'm so speechless because I don't listen. Forget the commercial. We'll catch that at the 15 minutes. Sonny, here's 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 what I need to ask you, right? When you were on Hannity, you started in on something, and I, I don't know if anybody's seen it. Go to KRP, um, sorry, Facebook.com backslash KIRP radio show and uh, look for Boomtown 2 featuring Sonny and, on Sean Hannity's show. You started to say something that I felt like um, needed to be said and probably elaborated on. And and then, you know, the conversation about dependency and food stamps and, and uh, government programs. And I think that you would have got more to the core of uh, what a solution could be. All right. If you will, could be. And um, I want you to I want you to walk my listeners through what was going on. And then I want you to elaborate on what you were saying by how how the how it actually changed. You know how the situation changed, and how you broke the how you broke the uh, dependency, or how your mom broke the dependency with you and with the things that happened in your family. Well, I was I was honored to be able to go on Hannity. You know, I think I, I think for one thing, conservatives can realize that the way you do minority outreach is letting minorities speak. And it doesn't just mean just the voices that are already out there, but it's also letting some new voices in. And so I, I, I was blessed to be able to um to to go out there and and, and to speak. And I was on um the panel with a lot of, a lot of distinguished people, a lot of people that um I watch on Fox all the time and and that I pay very close attention to. And <laughs> it, it was it was an honor for me, you know, and I, I'll say that up front, that it really was an honor. But um, I'll set it up because I used to have this feeling like, you know, I think me me, you discussed this, but it's been a long time because I've gotten over it. But you know how, like, you got that feeling like, why me? You know, like, like you look around and you see all of these people that are, you know, hot shots and big wigs, and then there's me. And you're like, hey, you know, you're like, uh, maybe don't fit all that well. But it's funny coming to a new place where you really have no fear to speak. And for a lot of people right now who don't think that they have a voice, if you've been following my voyage, if you've been listening to the Peace Show or you've been following my voyage, then you know your voice is no longer, is is no more than uh, a talk show away, a blog away, a tweet away, a Facebook away. Because if you, if you feel it with your heart and you're passionate about it, you'll have people listen. And 
and the notion that's where I am, where, you know, how I got to where I am. So all grace be to God on that one. Thank you for being patient with your child when I refused you and when I said no, (laughs) and you you were patient with me and you waited on me and you loved me anyway. So in Jesus' name, thank you, God. Um, I always got to say that because it's nothing but grace. All right. So all that being said, we are Hannity. And so you got all these big shots, and all of them got their stats, and you know they all done their research, and they got their little sheets with their numbers on it, and I'm sitting there with nothing. I don't have the first statistic, I don't have the first stat, I don't have any of the things that they have, and I was like, okay, this is going to be fun, you know, like they <laughs> and. It comes out to be the same thing. Everybody has the numbers. You know, 35% this, 25% that. You know, I'm like, what about people? Have you ever um, considered the effects that these programs actually have on people? Because it, it, it was a show about the, um, the industry of food stamps, the government right. side of it. Mm-hmm. But... No one talks about the people aspect of it. And the reason that I think that that is so, is so important is you can win one election by winning the policy, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. But then the next election you'll lose because you lose the policy. But the reason you'll lose is you never change the heart of the people. So wouldn't you snip it in the bud and just stop the dependency um, state from growing if you just change the heart of the people? If you change the heart of the people, you'll change the makeup of the Congress, you'll change the occupancy of the White House, and then you can change the slant that we're going towards a dependent nation. If you don't change the heart of the people, then the system stays where it is. No matter whether you get a Republican in who might scale it back a teeny bit, you just wait for another Democrat to come in and push it ten steps forward. You know, so... If you never change the mind of the people, if you never change the heart of the people, then every election is a dogfight on policy, and that's how politicians win. So I'm like, you have to take the focus, and you have to make it on the people. Now, the sad part is that most people don't wake up until they're hit with travesty, until something really bad happens, which in the case was my situation with my, uh, you know, I I lived with my mom, but she wasn't my biological mom. Right? She took me in and raised me, but she didn't claim me. So one day someone told her, um, told on her that I was living with her. So they sent social services out, and social services basically tells my mom, you can't, she, she can't live with you because you're not claiming her, she's not yours. And if she doesn't move out, then you're going to lose your apartment, you're going to lose your food stamps, you're going to, you know what I'm saying, you're going to lose everything. And I had to leave my mom. Now, I had been with her since before I could walk or talk or anything. This is the only family, the only house I have ever known. And they threatened her with losing everything she had if she didn't give me up. Oh, man. And she gave me up. And I had to go. And I went from... uh, godly house, a Christian house with rules and with regulations and with expectations and demands and, you know, curfew. I went from a house that was structured, 
and, and into a house with no structure. No one checked my homework. They didn't check to see how many days I skipped school, so I skipped school all the time. They didn't question me when I didn't come home, so I didn't come home all the time. They didn't question who I was running with, so I ran with whoever I wanted to run with. So a big distinction in my life, a big reason why it took me so long to get to where I am is because I was taken out of my house. Now, you can mark my name out. You can ask my name out of this story and insert any number of kids in the ghetto right now, and their story will be the same as mine. Mm. It's not personally about me because I hold no bitterness. I hold no anger. I, I grew up into what I would consider a God-fearing, loving woman and mother to my daughter and I'm okay with who I am. I'm not bitter about my past. But to know that there are still people that are going through this right now, and and these are the people that no one talks about. These are the situations that no one brings up. And so we then can't personalize it and turn it into an argument that shows what you and I are talking about is uplifting people. It's taking people who are scarred and bruised and broken and turning them into something that they can look at in the mirror and be proud of. It's not about uplifting P. It's not about uplifting me. Our brother Kevin, he knows. It's not about uplifting him. It's about us being able to look at somebody else who uplifted themselves and be happy with it. That's how you change the world. You change the world by starting by starting to get people to stand up and be and being willing to fight for their damn selves. Imagine the army you build then in the black community. Imagine when people ain't marching because Jesse Jackson says so, but they out there marching because it's a parade that they didn't clean up their streets and the businesses are open and the economy is booming and regulation is gone and taxes are down and they can live in peace and happiness and freedom. No police on their streets every day because their kids aren't dying. That's the kind of vision we see. Yeah, why we have to fight so hard to get it. Mm. Woo. Sonny, I could have said it no better. Now it sounds like you going in now. <laughs> because this this is this is where we are, Sonny. Like this these are the things that we talk about over and over and over and over again and I wish I had a new topic. But we can't move on because the powers that be we can't move on until we make some kind of dent. And, well, and we gotta make a hell of a dent, though. We got we got a lot of work to do. And it we need feels a lot of like running into a wall, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like God is telling you to keep running into the wall, but the only thing I can go off is the fact that God is so mighty that eventually the wall will crumble, and I will be around to see it. Okay? I don't think He got me pushing my head into it for no reason. I think he has said you will be around to see the wall come down. And in Jesus' name, I pray I am around to see the wall come down. We go to a commercial, man. You rocking with the KRP radio show, 619-638-8559. We talking about everything, man. Changing the community. We were talking about taxes. Listen, we just we just really talking personal and uh, we're really discussing tonight, you know, from a community standpoint, why don't people do more? Why don't people do something? Why are people always talking? 
And, uh, you know, Sonny and I, we, we share a lot of different views, man, and we share a lot of different things. But it's real. If you guys don't understand, it's, it's, it's really real tonight. I mean, we, we're really sitting here. And uh, let me cut, cut that for a second. We, we're really sitting here and we're really talking about how we're going to change the dynamic and to change the belief of a people to what they actually believe, not what they heard. You know, and, and that's the most amazing part of it is that people don't commonly believe what they believe in. You know, they, they don't they don't display what they they don't react according to what they believe in and what they really care about. Their their reaction and the care that they they put out there only spawns from an asking of 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 some black leader in, in the black community or some great politician or or some person who's not even there who really doesn't care who's not personal about the situations that people are going through and and I just hope that you know like like Sunny man we we both hope that people will start reacting to what they feel the emotion the the personalization of it all. You know, like Sonny said, the clean. My streets are clean. Jobs are opening. We're business owners. We're flourishing. We're getting educated, and, and we're involved. And and that alone should make pe- that that alone should inspire people. You shouldn't wait for somebody to come along and have to preach a sermon for you to get up out of your seat and go do something. But what I'm seeing happening is happening is nothing. You know, people are preaching sermons, and it's a feel-good moment. And, you know, you go to church on Sunday or Wednesday, you go to Bible study or whatever, you come home, and you do nothing after the fact. And the last time I checked, that's dead. You know, I was always taught that that's dead. And that's what's happening to our communities, man. Our communities are dying because people are talking about the issues, and they're not working on the issues. Shout out to my brothers in the Love and Father Society, man. I'll be right back after this commercial. I'm going to leave you guys with this poet. Uh, from a, from an amazing poet, and uh, his name is his name is. Pardon me, y'all guys. I, I normally I'm I'm a little more prepared than that. His name is Jay Ivy, I believe. Ivy, and uh, his poet his 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 piece is called Dear Dad. So uh, check that out. You rocking with the KRP Radio Show six one nine six three eight eight five five nine is the number. Catch us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash K-I-R-P radio show. You can also catch us on Twitter. And we're all over, man. LinkedIn, just look us up. Here's uh, Jay Ivey, Dear Dad. Well, Grammy-winning and multi-platinum-selling rapper Lil Wayne suffered a seizure and Dear Dad, these words are being written and spoken because my heart and soul feel broken. I laugh to keep from crying, but I still haven't healed after all of my years, my goofiness and joking. You got me open, hoping this ill feeling will pass, won't last, I wear a mask on my peace or ask for the truth. Truthfully speaking, the truth hurts, but I'm beyond hurting, I'm in pain. When I was a shorty, I thought she left because I wouldn't behave. Later on in life, I found out that it was the cane as well as other things. And with all the scars, it was hard, but I learned to forgive and forgave. I forgave you slight the fights, the tears for all the years lost, wondering if I was loved. Sometimes all I needed was a call and a hug. I mean, I understand that people break 
up and don't make up and some relations don't last forever, but why weren't we together? Ma could have found a new man, but why was I going to find a new dad? Looking back, I wish would have begged me, pleading my case, because I felt like I didn't matter, like I was deleted and erased. I would cry, still cry so much that I get headaches. I try to get you off my mind, but I can't get you off of my face. I see you every time I see me, and I can't do nothing but ask God to bless me, because my love is amputated, my life is complicated, my family became dysfunctional. Dad, I remember. I remember when you pushed mine, she broke her ankle. And I was sitting there thinking, how could you do this to such a beautiful angel? I remember mom waking us up in the middle of the night saying, shh, Jimmy, put some clothes in the jewels bag. We're going to grandma's, and if your father come up to your school, don't tell him where we'd be. I remember spending Christmas at grandma's playing with my stretch arms, so I'm thinking, man, this ain't my house. How does Santa Claus find me? When the little boy in me still wants his daddy badly, I feel like a scared little boy afraid to become a man, but I think I'm ready. I wonder if you know that the baby boy in the show that aired the millions of C or HBO and that hard-ass New York crowd that I didn't even know actually gave me a standing no. I wonder if you know. I know you're proud. Cause I'm gonna be the best. Just like you want to be. Watch and see. And just in case you can't, I'm gonna scream it so loud that I shake the clouds and move them out the way of my sunshine. Cause that's what you are, Dad. James I be riches and seeds. Do you hear me? You are my sunshine. That's why I forgave you. And my love for you is still the same. And they're going through a transformation, but it never really changed. So I swear on my mama and on my name, I'm gonna stop this rain, conquer this pain, make sure that you do not die in vain. And when I get to heaven, when I get to heaven, I'm going to jump in your arms. We're going to kick back like when I was little and watch the Bears game. I love you, girl. <laughs> 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach him on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach him on YouTube. Love somebody today. Sanctuary is an online indie department store born with the ideology, community, and self. We believe that a garment or accessory created by an independent designer can do more for our community on a deeper level. The ability to wear someone's imagination is a beautiful event. Purchasing independent means wearing something unique while supporting those around you. The designers you support could very well be your neighbors, friends, and family. Embrace your indie state of mind. Shop indie. www.de. It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone, inspire you to take action. 
be risky, and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jill Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, celebrity chef Nikki Shaw, teen and family producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. KIRP Radio! Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the KRP Radio Show, baby. 619-638-8559 is the phone number if you guys want to call and listen to us via phone. And uh, you can catch us on iTunes and Facebook and we're all over the place, man. KRPRadioShow.com is the official website and uh, look for us, man. We're doing some amazing things out here. Shout out to my, my group. Uh, my nonprofit, my brother Rashad Woods, the Loving Father Society. We're definitely making some major moves out here. We want you guys to participate with us, and uh, we don't have a website up yet. We're definitely working on that, getting a logo designed, and but we're still out here working, man, on our, on our first initiative, which is called the Loving Father Society. And uh, and I'm sorry, that I love being a black father, which which is the first initiative of the Loving Father Society. But I, listen, I'm distraught, Sonny. I'm I'm so like. I'm so I don't even I'm I'm so drained and so gone and my my mind is all over the place because you know I'm looking at I look at all this I look at the na- the nation is hurting like you, you know you you look at the news and you know I, I try my best to read a bunch of reports and and I actually do read several newspapers articles for from several different newspapers at least a week not daily and uh, always reading something though. And, and listening to people and just interacting with people and talking to people. And this nation is hurting, man. People talk about recovery. You know, pe- people are hurt and they have nobody to turn to. And it's hard for people out here, man. Emotionally, physically, mentally, it's draining. And you you you, you seek to inspire people. And you try your best to inspire people, man. And, and with some of the things that they say. And you you can't allow like me, I can't allow people to think some. Uh, I can't allow people to think the way that they think about issues when they're dead wrong, Sonny. Just because it's emotion and and traditionalism, I'm gonna say. Just because they're the smartest person in the family, their uncle who doesn't know a thing about a thing, but he gets the most respect out of the family because he's the hardest working, a real man, and the coolest uncle out there. You know, you can lean on his shoulder. You can borrow a nickel from him. You know, he's that guy. And I respect, and I think every family needs a man in the family like that, and a, and a woman in the family is the rock. I respect that. 
but a lot of the times people are getting advice from folks who they shouldn't be giving nothing. it about <laughs> things that they know nothing about. And when hey, you talk to and, people, and bring that up just 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 to 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 piggyback off of that. That's that's the conversation I had to have today, right? So yeah, you know. I write for Breitbart, Breitbart.com conversation. You can catch me there all the time. I, I do a lot of writing there. And, um, I, I, you know, I write about Jay. I write about Beyonce. I write about hip-hop. I write about it all the time. So when the, when the little story comes out now about Jay and, and Beyonce going to Cuba for their fifth anniversary, now that, the point is when people say that, right, I say, yeah. Um, Jay and Beyonce went to Cuba for their fifth anniversary. Yeah. Wedding anniversary, right? Yeah. Now, immediately, if you're you're well-informed, then you're like, okay, it's a communist country. Why are they going to a communist country? Isn't it, like, against the law for Americans to go and vacation in Cuba? An informed (laughs) person responds that way, right? Yeah. A uninformed person does not understand or know why going to Cuba is wrong. So when you see them attacking Jay-Z and Beyonce because they went to Cuba, they're like, they'll find any reason to pick on a black person. What's wrong with them going to Cuba? <laughs> now, every why? because you're focusing on the fact that they're going to Cuba instead of focusing on explaining why people in Cuba would get on Rickety little boat made out of sticks with rope tied around it together, crosses shark-infested waters to try and make it to just to touch one foot on the sand of Florida so they can be citizens. Yeah. Why yeah. are they willing to do that? If you don't explain to people what the problem is, you can't start in a fantasy world of expecting everyone to know everything. And I think that that's where we, you make the mistake. Like, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, why can't I go to Cuba? I couldn't have told you why I couldn't go to Cuba. Mm-hmm. I have to have that same respect for people who might not know now why it's not a good idea to go to Cuba. But I'm not going to take Beyonce, not trying to offend, but a high school dropout who went to follow her music career, and Jay-Z, who grew up on a street car. I'm not going to take their advice or their political stance when it comes to something that I don't believe they know anything about. Say, you wear a Che Guerrero shirt if you knew what Che Guerrero thought about black people. He Mm. thought we were monkeys incapable of taking care of our own. No, I've been waiting for Well, maybe, oh, are you agreeing with him? You know what I'm saying? And so it's the point of, of, of understanding that you want to say that Jay... And Beyonce went to Cuba, mm-hmm. but not explain to people who came up in a public school system where they're probably taught that Cuba was a good country without explaining to them why it's a problem. And it goes that way with every with a whole stack of issues. People need to humble themselves and realize that just because we're up and current on what going on what's going on doesn't mean that everybody is. Now you have certain people that don't want to learn. I take what Chris Rock said, a nigga, a nigga like not knowing. You know what I'm saying? He'll joke and laugh with you and think it's funny cuz he don't know. 
But you have intelligent black people where you can take the argument and reframe it that you're not attacking Jay-Z, you're not attacking Beyonce, but you're going to tell them what the difference between communism and capitalism is, how they've pushed communism into the black community and therefore destroyed it so that the black community looks like the slums of Cuba. Hello, that was a re- that's a reference you can make. That's a comparison that you can make that will get people to understand the weight of the problems that we're dealing with. Are are people fascinated by by like celebrity life because of their money or because of the things they do? Just just simple it, simple question. Yeah, it, it depends. It, it's different for everybody, you know. Like for me to make that blanket statement, I don't. I wouldn't even feel comfortable making it because I think I think it's different from 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 everybody. Some people are the money chasers, and you know some of them are, and some of them, you know what I'm saying, just don't care. And then you have a large group, which is which is what I think the majority of the black community is filled with, is they're filled with that group who they don't want to get into politics, they don't want to be active, they don't, they just want to take care of their family, they just want to take care of their kids, they just want to make sure their mom okay, they just want to live, but they don't understand the policies that they are voting for are the exact policies that are throwing roadblocks up in front in of their own communities that yeah. they see. I, I'm speechless, Sonny. I, I've, I've told you it, this is my mind is still in Wilson, North Carolina. <laughs> I'm keeping it one hundred because every everything that you're saying, it are the things that I see, and and I know it's every community, right? I, I get that, but everything that you're saying is what happens in the community that I'm from. I don't live there anymore. I'm there frequent. It's but, part, and that's why we can see it. And that's why we can get so angry about it because I don't live in my hometown no more. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm not ashamed of it. I got the hell out. I I looked around and I saw everybody getting stuck. I saw everybody not moving. I saw the future. And I, I, I ran. And I ain't, I'm not a punk about it. I ran as fast as my legs could take me to get away. You should have ran. You you should and run. You have to sometimes just to go. You got to get away from what you think you know. You know, you have to get away from what you think you know and start learning. That's real. What, and start having some confidence to say, this is what I know. Yeah, you know, I know. I am the I Men, men, if you don't want to be the king of your house, do not call yourself the king of anything okay you're not the king of the street Ooh. you're not if every single i love this when they, you walk around acting like you scarface you walk around acting like you any of these gangsters go back and watch the movies and see what them gangsters thought about their families see what them gangsters thought about their children First. you are far from a gangster you are a fraud <laughs> so if you don't want to be king in your house, you're not king of anything else. And women, if you can't understand that having a king beside you doesn't make you any less of a woman, it in fact for, it reinforces everything about you that makes you womanly. Tell them. Now, a whole bunch of women, I have women that just, my sister disagrees with me, but she ain't got no man, and I do. Because... <laughs> I don't wanna, I'm not changing the brakes on my car. <laughs> I 
very oh, rarely will pump my own gas. That's oh, what I have a man for. I don't take trash out. Hold up, hold, 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 hold up. You you going back to the fifties? That's what they say now. Hold up, you you going back in the day now? I'll go all the way back because <laughs> it makes you feel good. Okay, it makes me feel That's good. Right. I know That's without right. I don't have to run to anybody outside of my house. Yeah. People and kill me with that stuff too. It's crazy. What is wrong with that? Do you see how they have warped the whole idea of what it means to find happiness? You have these bitter women running around talking, hey, men are dogs, men are dogs. Have you taken a look into the mirror? Have you looked at yourself lately? <laughs> like the dude that opened the door for you, he was soft. That dude, no, he was a gentleman. He respected you. Yeah. He held the door open for you. It wasn't because he was trying to put you in your place. No hit on you. It no was because, yeah. I'm just saying, it's, it's, they have, we have, re, we have let them redefine what everything means to us. And until we break away and stop going off of what they have told us, what they have preached to us, what they have indoctrinated us with, and start looking at some truth. You know what I'm saying? The dude worked eight hours a day. He can't ball, but he pays his bills on time. That is a man you want to put your claws into and hold on to. Don't be complaining he's not a baller. Because when you <laughs> get with the baller, the baller do what he do and then he leave. And all you got is a sweatsuit to show for it. Ooh. I'm sorry, I, I know it's. It, hey, I ain't even joke. Some of my friends will straight up tell you that that's what they do, and then they'll look at me and say, "You always find a man that want to take care of you." Go to you. Call you get call. what you asking for. You want to go out and a dude that's gonna spend money on you. Go. Won't you go and find a man that's gonna buy a house with you? You hear that, baby? I'm worrying about a chicken box. Go get out. <laughs> oh, man, a chicken box. Yeah, I ain't hear that since, like, 85. No, I'm kidding. Sonny, go into a caller. Caller, you on the air. 2-4, you on the air with Sonny Pudge. What's up? Don, Don Corleone said the man that can't take care of his family, man that doesn't spend time with his family, can never be a real man. So they're not a gangster man or a, a baller? Nope. <laughs> Wow. They ain't none of them. They cowards. They cowards who don't even realize they want you out of their house so they can control your wife or your your baby mama, whatever. They can control her and your kids because you ain't there, and because you don't show up, you you ain't no. I'm sorry, you ain't no man. I don't care if you don't love the woman. That's your seed. You sowed it. That's right. Let let me let me let me ask y'all this. Let me welcome to. The- Show Evan Daniels, how you doing, my brother? What's happening? Cool, and I, I guess you've been listening, man. And I'm drained. I'm, 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 I'm just lost. I'm so off key. I, I'm, I'm in a fighting mood right now. Like I, I got what prodigy say. I feel like I'm gonna go back to high school and start punching people in the face. Or something. That's just a rap lyric, folks. <laughs> just yeah, just for living. That's how I feel right now, man. You know, people are dropping the ball all over the place, and they get the pass for it. You know what I'm saying, and and I don't. Where do we go from here? 
Um, who knows? You know, all we can do is keep fighting, and, and you guys, we're definitely fighters. Our circles are fighters. Shout out to everybody within our circles. You know who you are. And um, let me ask y'all this, though. Why why does society like to say that a, a certain part of society, some of my friends would call them them liberal geeks or maniacs or whatever you want to call it, but why does society have a problem with a man simply being a man for a woman and a woman simply being a woman in the household? Why does society have a problem with that today? What what they would call men roles and, and roles for women. What up, sis? Are you asking me? I'm asking both of you, really. But, yeah, you can go first, honey. My bad. I was trying to stuff my face real fast. Oh, yeah, yeah. E, well, Kevin, I, what's I, up? Go ahead. I just, I just finished eating me a... I had I had a Twitter follower. He said one he said one of the best things I heard in a long time. And he said that the um the government uh the government broke the black family and then culture broke the black man. And I was like, Wow <laughs> because Cause that is what they did. And I, I pointed out to my daughter because I wanted my daughter to see this. Because wow. one of the cartoons that she watched, the dads are like the stupidest men Chucks. that you could possibly imagine. And it's like every single male figure, every single one is like a, a big old doofus. And and Chucks. that's what they have pointed out. And that's what they have made men into. And I want to tell men how they contribute to this. You go out and you hit. Every single thing in sight. You leave in your wake a string of broken and scarred women who then turn around and, like I said before, start mentioning the all the men the men are dogs and the men are this and the men are that. You help to create the image of the no good bastards that they make you out to be. Now you can justify it all you want, and you can say, well. Uh, it's, it's, that's just me, that's how I roll, I'm the big, whatever, however you use to justify it. But in the end, you have contributed uh, contributed to the stereotype of what it means to be a black man. Now, when you do it in your youth, and, you know, it ain't to hold nobody to what they do when they was young, but when you come of age, when you start having kids, you need to stop and start realizing how your actions affect you and whether or not you can meet the responsibility of those actions. And I know it's hard as a woman to bring these subjects up to talk to men about them. And that's why I'm glad for you and Kevin and, and you know what I'm saying, men like y'all, because these are conversations that men are going to have to have amongst themselves. If one thing I've learned from my relationship Y'all don't necessarily like having us tell y'all things. You know, I just kind of... Y'all don't really like it when it comes from us. <laughs> so y'all, you know what I'm saying, it has to come a point where men start to hold each other other accountable and to own that that status of what it is to be a man. And I think that they turn it over to Hollywood. They turn it over to feminists to decide what it means to be a man. And it would just, I would love to see more black men standing up 
to claim that role, to claim that station. You know what I'm saying? To be those kings. Stop walking around and saying you a king if you're not one in your own house. I guess I just said that about three times, but in the end, that's what it come down to. So, Kev, what you think? I think that the role of the family and the role of the man, they both have been redefined over time. You know, like, like Sunny said, she she um be telling her daughter. But look at look at what happened from when we was coming up, all three of us about the same age. But when we was coming up, we had people like uh Cliff and Claire Huxtable to look up to. Yeah, it was a funny show. But that was a nuclear family together raising their children and they were they were professionals. Yeah. But today we don't have that. We got Meet the Browns and Medea and all, all all of that. That's what these kids are looking up to. But the whole I, I was talking to one of my friends about Puerto Rico because <laughs> we were looking to do some do some things out out in Puerto Rico, and we was talking about how with, with in the Spanish culture and the Black culture how the family was big. You know, the family the the that's what the community was built off of. But he started telling me he 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 said Kevin, we disagree on on certain things. He said, but the family, the word family, and and what we Look at traditional families being redefined. Family is not only the the the, the two parent household like we saw coming up, but it's it's now the single mother. It's now the the two men yeah. or the two women. That's that is what family is being redefined as. And now when you look at the black family, Patrick Moynihan told us what was going to happen. Woo! Back in the report that was back, that he wrote back in 1965 was going to happen yes, to the black family. If we keep pushing these liberal progressive policies on this black community, it's going to remove the meth. That goes yeah. right back to what me and you um, always talk about, Sonny, the Willie Lynch papers, what you do to the meth. You put them yep. out there, you embarrass them, you make them look stupid, you make them look like a fool, and that's what we have, and this is this is the results of it. And you, know you, what I mean? teach, and, and you teach him but, that his family would be better off without him in the picture. And yep. that's the part... That that really that that perturbs me the most or ticks me off the most is that men allow themselves to believe that their children, these same men who grew up with no fathers, will allow themselves to believe that their children are better off without them in the house. And it might be because because of their own shortcomings or their own sins or their own perceived flaws, whatever it is, whatever it is inside of them that makes them think that they are not needed in their son's life. That is the scary part about how you can control someone else's mental and what they have done to the black community as far as that like in Willie Lynch, they say if you take a man in his natural state, in his natural state, without any other indoctrination, without any other liberal or progressive prodding, but if you just take a man in his natural state, he will be a defender to his woman and his children. And that's the whole point. That's the whole reason that they need the indoctrination. They need to, the indoctrination to make sure they break the black man from his natural state. Sonny. Okay, we lost her. But um No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Just make sure I was <laughs> making sure you were here. Sonny, you hit you hit the nail on the head, man, and that and that's kinda uh by the way, Rashad Woods hit you up and uh he sent a Twitter feed, he said to let you know that uh 
The walls came down in Jericho. Amen. <laughs> hey, I love it. So shout out to Rashad, man. But you know what? Th- these are the things that we talk about in Love and Father Society. This is the reason why we have this organization is because, truth be told, a lot of men haven't been in the household. So you know what? Guys don't know. They really just don't know. They don't understand the importance of a father being around because many times they didn't have one themselves. You and know, that's so how they can top, convince then on top of that. And then on top of that, they don't, they don't, they don't know how to be a father. But then they don't know how to be a boyfriend. They don't know how to be a husband because sure. they didn't see that growing up. With like with me right now with my son, P, with your kids, same thing with you, Sonny. Is that our kids are going to see how a man or a woman is supposed to treat each other because they're going to see that growing up, and then they're more likely when they get older to be in a or um that that gives them a better chance to be in a more healthy relationship. When they get older, because they're growing up, they growing, they growing up seeing that, and and that's something that that I had to learn, you know, because I grew up in a single parent household. I didn't know right. how to be a husband. I didn't know how to be a father. Right. But I'm learning, you know what I'm saying? And it's and it's trial and error, but it is what it is. I'm sticking through it. You know what I mean? Tell, tell it, say it's, you had your hard days. It stopped. It, it ain't easy. It's not easy for all of you that think, oh, well, this person's just getting on my nerves. It don't matter. Kurt, go home. No matter if they're getting on your nerves, go in another room and shut the door until y'all can talk <laughs> about it, until y'all can get over it. Yeah. So you keep on, we keep on talking about who let us down, who walked away from us, who didn't give us the time of day, and then we bring that same crap into our relationships. You know, None of us can sit up here and say we have had the perfect, you know, relationship with our... <laughs> oh, God. Right. You say that. But all of us can say that we work damn hard to be where we are and to make it work. And it, it goes the same with raising your kids. you got to sacrifice to make it work. And it's, you got to do it in your relationship, too. Sure. No, That's it's right. not easy. It's not fun, but it's 100% necessary, and it's about time that we grow the hell up and take our rightful place and stop giving it away for free. Stop letting them tell us that they can do it better than we can. They can. We can mess up. We can fall short. Me and my daughter say it all the time. Both of us are perfectly imperfect. And that allows us to have flaws. That allows us to mess up. It allows us to forgive and to forget and to move on. But you know what? And and it's and it's and it's and it even goes further than that, you know, because when you look at the community as a whole, who's these leaders? Well, y'all were talking about um, when you was on the on 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 Hannity, you know, they talking about Ben Carson and the black conservatives and all that. We got to get some of these lanes out, black conservatives. (laughs) I'm talking about because they they messing up the game. And they they coming in talking about conservatives, but a lot of them actually sound like liberals. Yeah, just they like sound it. like liberals, just but they like coming underneath the conservative banner because the liberals only wouldn't accept them. So they turned coats and came over here, don't talk right. in our game what we trying to do, and they just messing up the whole thing. A lot of them people that be sitting on a lot of these panels, I ain't gonna call out no names because there's another panel coming on tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow night on Hannity, and I seen the picture. Yeah, and I me knew too. most of the people that was on there. Yeah, me too. And most <laughs> of them are not representing what we talking about here right now. 
Not at all. On show I was talking <laughs> about said some that said something to the effect of 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 um poor people shouldn't have babies. And I think somebody uh Sunday you asked a question what were they supposed to do abort the baby? Yeah. I, I didn't I so, didn't get the chance to ask it or to but follow you, no, up no, you on it. On the, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that was that was that a side combo we had. Yeah, but, that was you know, my, somebody, my question is if you gonna tell her you know what I'm saying, what are you gonna tell a poor woman who's pregnant? You know what I'm saying? You you can't afford it, so go get an abortion. Yeah, that's or what I'm saying. Or are you like you? And now, now is the time where you start making some choices. Now is the time when you start making some decisions. Here are your decisions. I can't make them for you. I can't walk the path for you. But I can be your sister when you fall short, and I can be your voice when you need a. You know those kind of things. But what do you, you can't go back to a day where you tell people you're poor so you don't deserve to have kids. This is that, the problem I have with what, leaders, though. This this is why we don't, it, this this is my issue with leaders. Like, for all these years, and I keep saying it over and over and over and over, for all these years we've had these leaders. All these leaders that the black community have had, all these leaders, but where are they now? They fat, they sitting good, they roll with, with big O. They all getting a check while the hood is hurt. You know, the neighborhoods are hurt. The community's still hurt. They're nowhere to be found. They ain't marching trying to get numbers no more. They got them numbers. Matter of fact, you're not even included no more. They're going after a new number now. It's Hispanics now. Yup, you have been thoroughly replaced. But check it out, Pete. These, these same people that, that claim to be the leaders or, or they've been leaders since, since the 60s and the 70s. Yeah. The thing is that these people, they ain't got no followers. When I look at a lot of, well, they got they got some followers, but they, they you know, they bark is, is bigger than they bite. Right. They That's loud, true. but they not saying nothing. You know, yeah. they, they clanging symbols and, and all of that stuff. That's, that's, what, that's what these dudes are. So when I look at people like the Congressional Black Caucus or North Carolina, the Legislative Black Caucus, and, and the NAACP and the Urban League and a lot of these other groups, Ain't nobody paying these people really no attention. You know, these people, that's that's why people like uh, um like Soledad O'Brien, Roland Martin, all of them are losing their shows or their spots on TV because their purpose has been served. Obama yep. got reelected. There's no more use for you. It's time yeah. for you to go sit down somewhere. But we that's called it. We yeah, called we, it. We, we called it right it on this show. We talked about it right on this show, man. Right on this show, we all said, and and I know we talked about it when we were saying that. You know what? After a while, that's why old boy Al went to that television show, which which is not going to last long. Because let's face it, he's not good at what he does. That's why he got that show. He kissed Obama's butt. Look at Jesse Jackson with his whisper with his hot mic. He talking down to black people. She cut his balls off. He, he not, come on, man. You know what was going on, but you let somebody else say that. And they're ridiculing. The same people that made the same claims will ridicule anybody else that says that, even when they know what's happening. And everybody else is shucking the jiving. That's what I call it now. It's, it's just shucking the jiving. Everybody promoting the book. Everybody got one throw, want to name drop their book instead of talking about the issues. And I'm a capitalist. I don't, I don't knock nobody trying to hustle their book. You know, do what you do, man. But people act like they care more about their books. And, and, and selling something that they have, then really why they're in the place that they are and talking about what they're talking about. Because every time and I turn I, let, on, I, I, I got to go on um, on radio on Friday night after Boomtown went off, and I was asked about that about about like you know with the Ben Carson whole issue, and I want to throw that out there now. 
go this out there now. If if you love, and I bet you, I bet you, my brothers agree with me when I say this. If you love what we do, if you respect us for what we do, if you want to see us keep on doing what we do, when they attack us, do not come and defend us. All of us are. All of us have personal relationships with God. All of us have personal relationships with Jesus Christ. We mm-hmm. got a defender. We don't need you to defend us. All right. When you see them attacking us, get on Twitter and, and talk to somebody new. Get on Facebook and talk to somebody new. Get in your church. Get in your community and talk to somebody different. And start helping us to spread these ideas. Don't be a defender of me. Don't be a defender of P. Don't be a defender of Kev. We don't we don't need defenders. We need defenders of our ideas. We need people that are willing are, are willing to go out and to educate people, not to look down, not to talk upon, but to actually find innovative ways to educate. And that education starts with a conversation. Mm. And yep, yep, that's yep. Point. So when you see the hate aimed at us, understand we got our big boy, or in my case, girl, pants on. <laughs> yeah. We don't. We don't need it. Take that energy of defending us and putting in to helping us break this wall. Help us break the wall. Don't don't defend us. Don't you know? Say, oh, you bad wall. Why are you? No, 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 no. Help us break it. That's right. Yep. Help us break it, and then, you know, all of these panels and all this other stuff. Right? And people got books and all that, trying to tell people how to do, how to win the black vote. I ain't knocking what people are doing. Get your money, man. Like you said, P. I'm a capitalist too. I ain't knocking nobody's hustle. But y'all need to look at what we did down here in North Carolina during the election. We showed the world how to beat Obama. We showed the world how to how to get supermajority in the state legislature. We showed the world how to how to um, get control of a congressional delegation. We showed the world how to get a governor, uh, a Republican governor, in the era of Obama. We showed the world how to get a, a Republican lieutenant governor. And, by the way, the governor got 14% of the black vote, and he got a yeah. black chief of staff. We yeah. showed the world how to do it. And, and, you know, I'm up in there running around somewhere up in the, in the governor's uh, office, <laughs> and, and so is, is, is um, um, uh, my, my supervisor. We got black Spanish um, um, uh, uh, Asians and all of that up in there. We showing the GOP how to do this, but for some reason they're not looking at us. So they can have these 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 bootleg panels and and do these these outreaches and all that, which is which is all good. Do do what you do. Get your money. Spread it around how you want to spread it. But if you want to know how to do it, look at what we did here in North Carolina. Stop 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 ignoring us. Stop stop. You know we we showed y'all how to do this. We showed y'all the blueprint. What we're doing right here on this show. We took it and we spread it and we did the daggone thing like it was supposed to be done. So if people want to write books and all that, write your books, but write one about us, what we did down here in North Carolina, because we're showing the world how to do this thing. And if y'all really want Hannity and, and Limbaugh and all y'all out there, y'all want to see how real outreach is done, Rance Priebus, I need to look at, go, go talk to Scott Laster, executive director for the NCGOP when, when, we, when we did all of that. Talk to Robin Hayes and show and, and the chairman of the state party, and ask them how they did it. Ask them how they did it. You, you, y'all, they pulling people on these panels that don't have no results. I thought capitalism. We look at results. That's right. These dudes ain't got no results. They not. These people showing up on all these shows and they ain't bringing no black people with them. They ain't got no. You know, they mm-hmm. they ain't got no track record of nothing. 
They're not even respected. They're not even respected man, a lot of them. This is crazy, man. It's, 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 it's ratings and sound bites. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's why the job on Rivers Dose. Look at North Carolina. We show you how to do this thing. <laughs> show you how to do this, son. Yo, man, shout out to Kevin Daines for dropping that jewel. See, we got everybody got a little crunk tonight, man. I guess I had my turn. Sonny definitely did her thing, and Kev just dropped this jewel, man. And, and, and that this is the KRP Radio Show. This is what you get. And, you know, Sonny, P, Kev, you know, this is where we rock at, man. So catch us, man, every that's, week, same time, same place. And that's Sorry. a good song to go out on, man, because it's all love. It's all love. Yeah, see, y'all, you stole my line, man. <laughs> I was going to say that at the end, but, you know, Cam got that out, man. Check this out, man. Love and Father Society, in conjunction with the Piedmont Health Services and Sickle Cell Agency, has sponsored this basketball tournament. We need you fathers and to bring your kids to sign up for this event, man. We're going to have some trophies awarded to you guys, free food, full of activities. Uh, April 13th, 2013, Saturday, April 13th, at Hayes Taylor YMCA, 1101 East Market Street, Greensboro, North Carolina. We're going to start at 9. We'll be done at 3 p.m. If you need more information on registration, hit up my man Lloyd Mickens, a, man, a God-sent individual, Lloyd Mickens, at 336-274-1507 or Andrea Wright. 336-271-3121 or log on to www.piedmonthealthservices.org. There's information on there. We've got flyers on there. Hit us up at krpradio at gmail.com. We'll do whatever we can do to get you guys in there. Fathers, we need you guys to come out and participate. We need you, need you, need you. Bring your kids. We're going to have a lot of fun, man. Shout out to Rashad Woods. This is sponsored by the Piedmont Health Services and Sickle Cell Agency and the Hayes Taylor YMCA. Also, LFS, the Loving Father Society of NC Baby. Sonny, yes, sir. Shout out to anybody. Oh, uh, I give a shout out to my little one. Uh, she just got awarded in her honors classes, her advanced classes that she taken. She goes. She take her work seriously. She don't yeah. get mama no problems. I am a blessed and lucky mom. So shout out to my little one. I love it, Kev. Yeah, man. Shout out to shout out to P. Sunny. Shout out to shout shout out to my man, uh, my man Derek. Um, he he burying his brother tomorrow. He preaching the sermon, preaching his oh, brother's funeral tomorrow. Yeah. I'm in the house. So big shout out to him, man, and to the to the Morehead yeah. family. You know, prayers go out to y'all. Definitely prayers go out to you guys, man. And and, and prayers to Wilson NC. Shout out to Buck. Shout out to Rashad. We doing it big. Contessa, what's up? And, uh, you know, Contessa, man, my heart and love goes out to you and your family. Yolanda B.I.G., shout out to you who lost her husband this week, this past week. And, um, you know, we don't we don't know how that feels, man, but you, you got a lot of love around here. Beautiful person. Beautiful, beautiful person. Always comes out to help us on our live events, man. And, um, you know, hugs and love to you, man. We we definitely respect you, and uh, we definitely love you. And, and, and our prayers definitely go out to you and, and hope that, you know, you'll be consoled some kind of way to make you feel a little bit better. Only God can console you the way you need to be consoled when something like this happens, man. Shout out to Derek and shout out to all the listeners out there, man. Love and Father Society, KRP Radio Show, WM3G. We are out of here next week, folks. You are not going to want to miss this show next week because uh, we're going to be talking about some uh, different things, to say the least. We're going to be talking about some issues that we have, and I'm sure you all have have heard or 
have been around long enough to know that we're going to bring it live. Sonny, you always welcome. Hope to hear from you next week. If not, you know, we're going to keep rocking, and we've got to get you here on the, on the regular a little bit more because you be showing out sometimes, Sonny. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I plead the fifth. That's in the Constitution. You be show- It is. It is. I can't knock that, but you, you be showing out sometime, man. You definitely do your They're thing. They're about to get it. rid of the Constitution. They trying to get rid of the Constitution, but um, I don't know. We ain't gonna let that happen. But anyway, next next week, man, next Sunday, same time, same place. Shout out to Zan. I see you, baby. Thanks for tweeting. All the Twitter followers out there, all the Facebook followers out there. Rest in peace, Travis, and everybody else who had lost a loved one, man, a loved one. You know, we got love for you guys and hang in there. Pray, 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 pray. That's all we have, folks. Is prayer. We are out of here. One love. We catch y'all next week. K-I-R-P. Radio!